What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Effing Terrible Podcast. As always, I am Effing Terrible. Tonight, we have a new guest. Uh, we'll be doing something we haven't done before, which is we'll be delving into the world of sneakers, Jordans, Yeezys, such things. And uh, seeing as how my knowledge is limited, I go to the source and we have our guy, Big Worm. Big Worm, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Effing? Good to uh, good to be here. Good to have you. Uh, it sounds to me, based on the background, Big Worm is out in the backwoods of the bayou somewhere. I hear a cricket that's playing along with him. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sitting out on the porch here with a drink. Yep, I am in our headquarters in the basement. Uh, effing terrible basement in our headquarters. Uh, have a nice stiff beer, a nice a nice strong IPA. Uh, we just did a couple of breaks on all of our social media. We pulled a few nice cards if anybody's interested. As always, please check out our our uh, social media pages, always under Effing Terrible Sports. Uh, you can also check out our website at effingterrible.com, where you can get any one of our new T-shirts, and uh, a good portion of our cards are on there as well, too. Currently, our T-shirts that are selling the best, we have our It's Only Treason If You Lose T-shirt. And we also are selling out of quickly of our uh, tank top setup. You know, sun's out, guns out. We have the sleeves are effing terrible. So that being said, I want to open up uh, this week real quick. Again, the same way I opened up last week. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, unfortunately, there's a rather large goings on in uh, Afghanistan. And I don't want to get into the political aspects of it, but a very wise man sent me a message because... Uh, for those who don't know, I was active duty and I've been downrange and he called in to check on me just to see how I'm doing. And, uh, because it can be upsetting after you've been downrange and things, seen things happen. And now you see what's going on. So he called to check on me and, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I feel pretty good about everything. I'm frustrated, but, uh, hanging in there. So I wanted to extend the invitation. If you have been downrange or if you're active duty or you're, reserve or you're a veteran and you're struggling with all the stuff that's going on, please reach out to us. You can email me at effing terrible 13 at yahoo.com, or you can go to any one of our social medias and just DM me. You can also go to effing terrible.com and shoot me a direct message on there too. So that'll be the end of uh, that spiel. Now, real quickly, big worm uh, is in the region here with me and is a grew up a bears fan uh, or at least surrounded in bears fandom. What the fuck was that absolute SVU CSI scene that took place at Soldier Field on Saturday? Well, um, I think it was uh, pretty poetic in the sense of if you're a Bears fan, you know, uh, you know about obviously about the uh, the past of the Bears and how it's just funny or ironic that you know we we let a guy go and he goes to another team and, and then comes back to face us and just that team destroys us and i think um 
it was it was almost comical. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm a Bears fan, you know, and I let, but it was just you know Matt Nagy's. I don't know what he. I don't know what's going through his mind uh, most of the time. Um, you know, I feel like uh, Fields. I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I kind of watched that game in like a in like a fog because well, it was just like I said. It, it was kind of just reminiscent of of so many years past of, of of typical Bears ridiculousness. Well, you're so right. It's it's just so bare. It's just so bare that, and I saw it coming, and everyone's like, no, no. I saw it coming, so I didn't even hesitate. I went on my sports book and I hammered the over for all of Mitch Trubisky's prop bets. Everyone's like, <laughs> never, never bet, never bet preseason. I'm like, fuck all that. We're going to hammer the Trubisky over. And boy, did he deliver. So we cleaned up on that one. So I cleaned up on the Bears' misfortune. But it's just comical. And then, then you hear like the talk today on on the radio where people are – you know, summing it up or trying to sell it off is like, well, it's only preseason. They didn't even have all their starters in. Neither did the fucking Bills, but they still slapped you like you owe they owed you owed them money. Like it was terrible. You don't lose forty five yeah. to fifteen because you didn't game plan. You got your asses slapped. It was bad. It yeah, was terrible. I mean, their offense. I mean, their defense obviously is bad. Um, but the off. I mean, just. God, it was, I don't know. It was just comical. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I, I watched it. Like I said, it was. I was in like a fog because I was. You, you watch one of the plays and you're like, "What are they doing? Why, why are they doing that?" And and it's just typical Bears. And that's why like Mitch will flourish with the Bills because that's what happens when a player leaves Chicago. And it it goes back to not just football, but it goes back to like you know even. Derek Rose, um, you know, I mean, obviously we, we kept him as long as we could and we did what we did with him, but like, you know, we, we send him away and then he just, you know, I mean, obviously this took years, but here he is now having just these, you know, those last few seasons he played amazing. Yeah. Good, and, good, um, big, big resurgence for D Rose and his role that he's in now. Yeah. He looks good. And I agree with you, dude. Like it's so bare that, like, this is how I picture it. I mean, in the grand bareness that of it all, Trubisky has his backup season here in Buffalo, right? And yeah. comes in for a little mop-up time occasionally and looks good. Becomes a free agent. Aaron Rodgers moves on from Green Bay, leaves the division. Trubisky goes to the Green Bay Packers as a backup. He's the backup for Jordan Love. Jordan Love gets injured. Trubisky comes in and then begins the next 10 years of his career leading the Green Bays to win the division every fucking year over the Bears while they watch Mitch Trubisky take them to the fucking Super Bowl. That's the Bears that I know. That's I, the Bears. I have to, yeah, I would have to agree with you. I would say it only because if we would have kept Mitch, um, it would be a very different scenario. But it's just – it's how Chicago it, – it's, it's Bears. It's so Bears because – And that's – you look at just look at the other times it's happened. Look at Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, we let go for nothing. He was a high draft pick. He goes to the Rams, stud. We let go of Adam Shaheen because he's totally useless to us. Goes to Miami, plays well. Like every, we just can't, 
we can't make players. We don't know how to make players. We don't know how to draft players for where they belong and then use their strong suits. Like they almost look at, I guess the equivalent would be that the bears are like a girl who, I mean, a lot of times they're hairdressers. I'm not trying to be a dick, but they're hairdressers. And they meet a guy who has been to jail, but not prison. And he's got a kid, but he's really sweet to him on the weekends. And like, he's got a job, but he loses it occasionally. You know what I mean? And like, they're just consistently trying to, they're trying, always trying to change him. They're like, yeah, he does steal from my purse, but he makes me eggs. You know, like that's the bear. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He smacks me, but then he kisses me and tells me he's going to yeah. change. Yeah. He always does it's, it with uh, the back of his hand. Yeah. It, I think what you made a good point there. Um, the bears don't know how to use guys appropriately. And I would say that an example of that was, you know, uh, Travinsky, when he first came, you know, he's, he's juking, he's running around, he, he's getting first downs, he's running for uh, touchdowns himself. And then it's like, nope, Mitch, stay in the pocket. And then Mitch stays in the pocket. He gets annihilated time and time again. And then here he is uh, with the Bills um, evading pass rushers and running, a, you know, running three yards for first downs. And, and he's doing what Mitch did initially for us, and, and we made him stop. So it's well, like, the, that's the we, thing is they, I don't know why they ever made him stop doing that because you got to look at Mitch for what he is. Is he a good athlete for a quarterback? Absolutely. But you can tell by his face that he's stupid. All right. He got a case yeah. of stupid face. All right. He yeah. got a case of dumb face. You cannot ask that kid to read defenses. You split the field no. in half. You give him two options. If none of them are there, he runs for three yards. That's what you do because right. he got stupid face. He, you can see it in his face that he's stupid. So yes. they they shit the bed on that. They've shit the bed on everything. I've gone down the line as to say why I have always said that their domino effect of fucking up draft picks has put them in the position that they will just not succeed. So I'm glad that we saw it the same way. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, these professional guys that are getting paid and have con- like commercials on their shows don't want to piss in the Bears Cheerios, but I will. They're, they look like shit. And the over-under on their overall wins for the season was nine and a half. And I am betting the fucking farm against it. Under. They don't win 10 games this year. Not a fucking chance. I'm betting the farm on the under. I have gone so far as to have have the missus start her own betting site so I can bet more on the under for their total wins. That's how fucking sure I am that under is coming in. So that's where we get off on that. So, Let me ask you this, God, real quick. What do you think of uh, uh, Devin Singletary? Oh, from the Bills. Yeah, I mean, he looked. Uh, He's uh, a. Yeah, he looked good. You know what the the problem? And I mean, this. I guess it's not a problem. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. If you're talking about fantasy wise, he's a problem because they also have Zach Moss in that backfield. So you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of touchdowns getting vultured and back and forth and ah, it's always a trouble thing, but Singletary and Moss, both are studs. Like they're good, strong running backs and they are, it's a running back by committee, which is the best way to do it nowadays. If you ask me and I like him, I've liked him ever since they got him. I'm good with it. Like that's a good football team. If it weren't for Tom Brady being an alien, they may have a chance to win a Super Bowl. but Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And he is proof that if you fuck a supermodel your whole life, you live forever and you're great at everything. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I would, that, I would agree with that. Yeah. I saw I saw a photo I saw a photo of his kid running around playing football and he's pretty lanky too. I'm thinking he's going to stay playing in the NFL just until the point where he gets drafted and then his son's going to take over and we're going to have to watch another decade. <laughs> Cuz that guy yeah. has got he's an alien. I mean, I uh, you ever watch Tom vs. Time? Yes, it's great. I mean, the dude, I, you know, uh, we can uh, no one can no one can say that this guy doesn't work probably one of the hardest out of anyone. Oh, no. And the I thing mean, is, is, he's got that mentality like Jordan did where he just I mean, he can't lose at anything. He's a freak. Yeah, he, he just he, to watch his to watch how he works out, how he eats, how he how he does everything is geared towards his betterment for the game. Um, there's no, there's no cheat days. There's, there's no, uh, it's none of that. It's, um, is this going to make me better? No, then I don't want it. He is the greatest. He is the greatest. Him and Michael Jordan are the, are probably tied for the greatest competitors ever in history for the way that they prep and the way that they play. It's just, it's unbelievable. So, but I can do a whole entire podcast about those two fucking freaks of nature. But I do need to change it up by real quick because I've been dying to do this since yesterday. And okay. I'm springing it on you last second because I want your honest reaction to because you have no idea what I'm about to tell you about. I threw this at you. I told you I wanted you to get you blind. I want to talk to you about one of the hugest pieces of shit in cinematic history. All right. Okay. One of the sure. biggest, most fucking largest most fucking shittiest human beings that have ever been portrayed on the silver screen okay i think i know where you're going but go ahead yes i'm talking about one of the biggest shittiest people who have done nothing but cheat the system screw people over take advantage of people's kindness take advantage of children and just do fucking terrible things okay i'm and i don't know why this has never come up before people talk about it like no one ever talks about it at all actually I've never even seen anything about it. It drives me out of my mind. But I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to back my story up, and I'm going to tell you who I'm going to talk about, I'm talking about, and then I'm going to back it up with facts. So here's who who I'm talking about. I am talking about that lazy, sandbagging, faking, cocksucking piece of shit, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Okay. Listen, listen to this fucking sandbagging fucking piece of shit. Charlie's out there as a kid, slave mm-hmm. labor, fucking delivering magazines, delivering fucking newspapers for two bits, right? No chocolate, mm-hmm. no nothing, right? Grandpa mm-hmm. Joe's fat fucking lazy lying piece of shit ass laying in a bed with his wife and two other old fucks saying they can't get out of bed. They're bedridden, right? Oh, my God, I'm bedridden. But let's just throw this out there. They are spending the money to get him his, his pipe tobacco. This motherfucker. They're eating cabbage soup. Cabbage fucking soup, right? Cabbage mm-hmm. fucking soup. And he they're still spending money on, on Grandpa Joe's fucking pipe tobacco, right? So then mm-hmm. what happens? Charlie perseveres. He digs in, gets a job, comes across a little money. Yeah, it was on the ground, but whatever. He found it. And he went out and he got himself a <laughs> chocolate bar. This fucking chocolate bar has got the golden ticket in, right? Runs home, mm-hmm. runs into the house, shows Grandpa Joe this ticket. What does this fucking guy do? Hops his old fucking lion sandbagging ass right out of bed and starts running around the house. Some bitch ain't say, I ain't been out of bed in 20 years. 
But then he finds out he's got a chance to get all up in fucking uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and maybe get himself somewhere. Jumps right out of the fucking bed, starts dancing around, starts singing a song. What's the name of the song? I got a golden ticket. Oh, I digress, Grandpa Joe. Charlie's got a golden ticket. You got a lying problem, you little fucking dick. All right? So then let's continue on with this bullshit, right? So now here goes Grandpa Joe and Charlie off to the fucking Charlie, off to the chocolate factory. These fucking dickheads get inside, right? And the entire thing is don't touch nothing, and it's basically a big giant test. So here's the thing. Who's the fucking one that says let's drink the fizzy juice that makes them fly? Grandpa fucking Joe. Grandpa Joe says, let's just try a little, Charlie. It ain't going to hurt. Then they fucking float up and almost get their heads chopped off. And everyone just seems to ignore. I don't know how the fuck them Oompa Loompas are getting up there to clean that fucking thing. I bet you they got to clean it. I mean, Willie, <laughs> Willy Wonka said they did. You know how hard that is for those fucking three-foot midgets to get up there and clean that fucking thing? One of them falls from there. They're done. They're done. They are not normal-sized human beings. If they fall from that high up, they are officially done. So I'm trying to find out how people watched this fucking movie and didn't just immediately jump up and call, call Grandpa Joe out on all of his bullshit. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. <laughs> well, I, um, for some reason, thought you were going to go with Kevin Spacey, but uh, going to Grandpa Joe here, um, I, I would agree. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean he uh, he's in bed, and then all of a sudden you got the golden ticket. Bam, I'm I'm up. And and what I think is is a miracle here is the fact that the guy hasn't been out of bed in 20 years. He didn't need physical therapy. He just knew how to walk again. Like I, I yeah. think that, that's I don't think that's right. I mean, no, you stay I think in bed for 20 years. Atrophy. I don't think you're. Yeah, you ain't getting up like that. Um, that um, leads me to believe. Are you trying to tell me you think that Grandpa Joe was sneaking out fucking bitches on the side at night? I'd buy yeah, that. Yeah. I'd buy yeah. that. Yeah, I think well maybe you know there's four of them in that bed. They they probably who knows what they were doing. Dude, that's I mean, they, you know, they are they're you're they they're they are British. You never know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that yeah. was uh that was pretty bad. Grandpa Joe's an asshole. Yeah, he's a now you're never gonna watch that movie the same, I'll tell you that. No, no. You know, and I, I actually remember one time watching it and um you know when he got out of bed, he just he gives you that like that feeling of he's trying to steal the kids, you know, light. You know what I mean? Well, the name like, of the song is "I Got a Golden Ticket," and I want to. And the whole time I'm sitting in my living room, I got me, the wife, both kids, and I'm going, "This motherfucker!" I go, "You don't got shit, Grandpa Joe. Charlie's got a golden ticket, and you got some coattails to ride on." Yeah, he feels like he. I feel like he's trying to steal uh, the kids' thunder there, and um, for sure. But yeah, yeah, Sand, I agree. Sandbag, sandbag, and piece of shit. So yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at with that. I got that, that one. And then here's another, just real quick, because I got a, another minute or two we can do a go. I got to bring this up too. So I know you know we've talked. I'm working down in downtown Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm working in Boys Town. For anyone that's listening that's not from the Chicagoland area, Boys Town is like. In the Wrigleyville area, usually right off of Halstead, like Halstead and Belmont. And it is a predominantly gay area with predominantly gay bars. Whatever. I've been out there a bunch of times. It's a good time. But lately, we've been working Saturdays. And I usually get down there about 5, 5.15, 5.30 is when I'm getting down there. 
So this past Saturday, I'm rolling into the boys town at like five 15 in the morning. And obviously they don't like check your sexual preference at the door. So it's not all gay people that live in that area. But I mean, I'm not assuming, but the long story short is at five 15 in the morning, I'm seeing these people out running like jogging, mm-hmm. which I get, you know, people get up and jog in the morning, but I'm going to tell you this jogging at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning in boys town is like making your way through a minefield because there is nothing but drunk, crazy, scantily clad men out there that are just losing their minds still from the night before. It's unbelievable. Why you would ever jog through that, it's impossible. I must have saw four or five different guys wearing either a thong, a thong, like just thongs, not like a thong underwear under their pants, just a thong. Thong, underwear, nothing else, and then like white knee-high platform boots. And then there's guys in white thong, like lace boy shorts, and they're all just running around, still drunk from the night before. Why you would get up in the morning to jog for that, I'll never understand. Well, maybe, maybe like you, you ever listen to David Goggins? No. David Goggins, man, come on, the yeah, Navy SEAL, Army Ranger. The he's like a superhuman, super athlete. Maybe if um, I've seen him, maybe I would know. Check, check, check him out. I think you really like him, but. Maybe it has to do with something like that. Like you, like you said, you're running through a minefield. Maybe these, maybe that's what these people, you know, maybe that's what they're doing. They're dodging. They they're, know they're, they got to run away dodging, from these. Dude. Yeah. They're, they're running and they know at any minute, like thong panties pop up and they're like, they're juking, they're spinning, they're, they're jumping. Like they know they're burning okay. another couple hundred calories easily by evading or maybe maybe they're not evading. Maybe that's what they're looking for. Maybe they're hoping to fall into one of these landmines. And or maybe know. it's is it like a gay version of Night of the, um, of, uh, the Walking Dead, where you're running instead of uh, zombies, you're running from uh, gay guys and thongs. <laughs> I mean, maybe or like maybe okay. you're, maybe you're hoping to get bit by one so that you two become one of the. Uh... Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I would just say, <laughs> if I were passing out advice, I would say don't go jogging at five in the morning in Boys Town on a Saturday. It may maybe you could wait till about ten when everyone's still asleep. But that's just me. So all right, before I mean, we maybe get too, they, maybe they like it. Go ahead. Before we get too crazy here, and we don't even get a chance to talk about what we talked about here, uh, I and everyone knows that. Uh, we started F and Terrible uh, with a, a blog that we no longer do because no one reads, uh, which turned into yeah, a podcast true. that we do that everyone, well, not everyone, but people listen to. Uh, by the way, tell your friends. Uh, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, so we do that now. And then, but this all started from selling and buying cards. Uh, it all basically started from a Jordan rookie card sale. And now we've branched out into, uh, we have a nice little collection of t-shirts. Uh, we've upgraded, uh, I think, we've upgraded the quality of our T-shirt uh, a lot. We're using a lot of American apparel. Oops, excuse me. We're using a lot of American apparel material uh, T-shirts now, so uh, I'm a fan. So that being said, something that we definitely want to get into that I'm a big fan of and was I was even as a kid, and I know the Big Worm was uh, always my go-to, is, ni- is uh, sneakers, man, Like, and they are – much like basketball and football and sports cards now, they are a currency all on their own. 
Would you agree? I, uh, well, I'm a little biased because I'm insanely obsessed and in love with shoes. So yes, I, I would agree. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like cards, like you said, cards have come back around tenfold right now. They're, they're, they're hot. They're what, you know, and shoes, I feel like is the same. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where we can have a, a shoe convention and get just thousands of sneaker heads out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, my wife will make fun of me when I get a new pair of shoes and I, and I open the box and I, I got to smell oh, the new shoe smell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's something that's, it's kind of like when you, I don't, you know, new car is great and all, but for me, new shoe is just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's intoxicating, but yes, I would agree. Um, and um, going back to, like you said, starting with a, a Jordan rookie card sale, it's, it's, you know, going f- Jordan cards, Jordan shoes, like, it's just it's a, um, a staple of both worlds. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's like now you have cards that are like not only collectibles, but they're like a currency. And mm-hmm. now shoes, like sneakers, are the same because you don't, you know, before I remember being a kid and being like, oh, my dad would always give us the old, I'm not spending $120 on a pair of sneakers. Well, now, I mean, you're talking about some, there's, there's, there's million dollar pair of sneakers out there. Multi-million dollar pairs. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I, um, I, I remember the first time I spent a a pretty, uh, decent amount of money on a pair of shoes and, um, and then turning around and using those shoes to trade for another pair of shoes. And like you said, that's where it comes into where it's kind of like a currency because there was no money exchange. It was shoe for shoe. It was shoe for this. It was so, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of very rare, very expensive pair. I mean, I have a pair of uh, Nike mags. It's uh one of the like one of the original releases and i've had people offer over 20 25,000 for them oh my god so yeah i don't know how you turn that down but i mean i i guess i do because i mean i have jordan cards that i still have that i i can't part with like i just i couldn't physically do that i, I don't know i don't know how i could let them leave my house so, right. but yeah, it's just, it, I mean, and, and there's an argument to be made and I read an article, I forget what, where I read it from, which is always a good way to cite your source, but it's, um, hmm. people talking about how cards and shoes and stuff like that are now just another form of stock market. You're investing. Like there's an investment to be made there. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple, there, there's a, a few different ways um, that these worlds live and are, you know, are. And that's with like the shoe, um, you know, I, I do, um, 
I, I clean, do custom shoes, that kind of thing. So there's the artistic side of it. There's the, you know, I like a pair of shoes that no one else really likes. They're not really worth any money, but I value them. So I like them. I have them. And then there's the actual shoes that are worth money. So like, if you look at it as a stock market, it's like, there's the stocks like Bitcoin, Tesla, Amazon that are, you know, and then there's the other side where it's like, this stock really doesn't like Dogecoin. It's not worth much money right now, but I'm going to buy a ton of it because I feel like it's going to be worth money someday or, you know, that kind of. So I could see how that could, it, it could all be perceived as that for sure. I mean, I have um, many, many pairs of shoes that I purchased at, you know, the original selling price. And now they're going for thousands of dollars. So, again, it's an investment. Um, but I have a hard I have a problem with letting them go. So, well, that's my biggest issue with the card aspect of it is like I collect because I like collecting and I like sports and I, I just have such a hard time. Like I can part with some cards, but it's so hard for me to sell off. Every time I package up a box of cards that I'm selling that's sealed, I'm like, I know there's something great in there and I just sold it. Like, I hate that. I have such an attachment to it. So, I mean, but that goes back to, you know, our growing up because we grew up together. Like, I don't know. I just, there's a, there's a love to it. There's a sentimental value to it. Like I got my, the, the last pair of Jordans that I got, which were, and this is why you're here. The, um, the ones that have all the accomplishments underneath the, on the, on the soles. Yeah. So I have those ones I bought and I, my wife's like, why are you getting these? I'm like, oh, to play basketball in. And she's like, you play basketball like once a year. And I'm like, yeah, I just want them. That's what I have in my hand. I'm a grown up. I got grown up money. I could spend it on whatever I want. Don't tell me what to do. I didn't say that to her. I would never say that, but like, um, well, I believe yeah, the ones that you're referring terrible. to are the, yeah, I, I mean, no, I completely understand. But I believe the ones that you were referring to are the tens with the list of accomplishments on the bottom. Yes. Um, and um, those are an amazing pair of shoes. Um, I, you know. Because you had those back, in the white, you had those in the white and then the Carolina blue, right? Yeah, I, I actually, I have quite a few pairs of the tens. Um I think I saw a picture that I think it was you that posted or sent it to me that they're the shadows, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's an amazing shoe. Um, I know you told your wife they're for basketball and she said, well, you know, you play it twice a year or whatever it is, but those are, I mean, those are iconic, dude. Those are uh, a beautiful a beautiful sh- and see this is again why my wife thinks i'm crazy is because i look at shoes like um i look at shoes like people look at lamborghinis and ferraris like um i, I think the tens and the elevens the sixes the fives the f- i mean i just i have an obsession with shoes so i i take whatever shoe and i look at them like um you know i i designer like you know tinker and all these different guys that design this shoe and I look at it from all these different <laughs> angles and just love them. 
Well, that's the thing is too, like, so when, and this may sound stupid or it may make me sound like I'm a little bit of a hooker, but like when we started doing more stuff like on the podcast and doing more live videos and stuff, like I was like, all right, it can't be running around in my, my like new balances or anything like that. I can't be going full on dad mode. I go, so the only pair of gym shoes that I will wear, cause I won't wear dress shoes. I'm like, I'm not a dressy guy. I go, I've got to snag a pair of the Jordan ones. And that's what I bought the black, white, and red. And my wife laughed. She's like, you're not going to wear those. I wear them all the time now. I love them. And they are definitely growing on her too, because that's just another, like you said, that's an iconic shoe. When you see it, you're like, oh, snap. You got those Jordan ones. Like, oh yeah. And then it's a conversation piece. Like it's a, you know, I mean, even if you're not a big shoe guy, you can talk about them. They're like, they, they cross all, you know, it's like, they're just, it's, it's just like sports. It crosses all ever crosses over everything. Like two dudes that don't yeah. know each other can just start talking about Jordan's. hundred percent. I, um, funny story. I, we were at the Cubs game a while back, me and my wife, and we were sitting, um, it was for my birthday. So we had, you know, we, she had got me pretty amazing seats right behind the dugout for the Cubs. And, uh, this guy that was sitting right in front of me had his wife around his arm and he's wearing a, um, a Submariner Rolex. And that's another thing that I have an obsession with is watches. So shoes, hats, and watches are like my thing. So I see this watch and, um, I'm, I'm, you know, looking, looking at this watch and, I think he notices me glancing and he looks over at me and I was like, that's a beautiful watch, you know? So he's like, thank you. We, we strike up a conversation. Next thing I know, he's like, that's a nice pair of shoes you got there because not too many people have the easy red Octobers. So it just so happens that I'm wearing red and blue and I thought the red Octobers would go well with the ensemble. And here we got a guy who's 50 some years old wearing a Submariner Rolex and he's like, that's a beautiful pair of fucking easies you got there. So it kind of, like you said, it, those types of things are, are like, you know, who would think a 50 some year old guy very well off wearing a, a Rolex watch is going to know about red Octobers, but he did. And he ended up knowing quite a bit about sneakers. So it's just, it's one of those things that, like you said, it bridges that, that, that whole conversation piece. Yeah, and I'd also like to give you a big a big shout out for using the word ensemble and trying to class this joint join up. We really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I mean, no, you know, I I mean, there's not that's probably the longest word that's ever been used on this kind of, this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I I totally agree, and like that's why we wanted to have you on because the other thing is is I do want to get to. So I know that you alter shoes that you create, like you change, like you'll. You'll do different like and everyone's seen videos of like they'll go get the straight white Air Force ones or whatever. And then they'll come out with like a paint job on them or like, for example, for the if you guys didn't see the video, Google it. Uh, Aaron Judge had his spikes for the uh, Field of Dreams game uh, mm -hmm. completely done and they looked amazing. So like I know they you're did. into that. So like tell me what the process is for like. Not only like. A, you know 
what what do you need to go through to like create your own but also like when i bring you a pair of like original air force ones and they have been put through hell and back like what what do you do to like get those things back up and running well uh to your question uh, you know i have to say there's been a lot of trial and error um in my time i have uh a lot of trial and error i've messed up a lot of shoes getting to where i am now and um when i first started it was you know it was duct tape and sharpies and uh, it to come full circle to where I am now of being able to remove soles, to be able to take out stitching or, you know, um, I actually did, uh, I just did a pair not too long ago. Uh, it was probably in the last year and it was for, uh, Derek Rose's brother. And he had reached out through a, a mutual friend and he had a pair of Oreo sixes, Jordans, and asked me, you know, if I could, they were apparently Derek's back in the day and he wanted them to be redone so he could gift them back to him. And I, I admit when I, when I went to meet him and pick these shoes up, I was uh, more than a little nervous. And, you know, you can't, go, you can't discussed... go fucking up Derek Rose's shoes, bro. No, I mean, and Derek Rose's brother is not the guy you want to uh, you want to piss off. So when we had when we had spoken, he had given me what you know he wanted done. Um, it, part of it was changing out a sole of the shoe. So, like I said, it, it a lot of trial and error and going through like using heat guns to get glue to release and getting different pairs of the same shoe so I can swap them out and. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I learned through trial and error and, and, and thousands of YouTube videos. I, um, I typically, whenever, when anybody ever asks me the products, I, I'm, I'm not sponsored by them. They don't pay me. I don't work for them, but Angelus paint company is who I always use. Um, because for me, through the trial and error of using all these different types of paints, these different types of cleaners, everything, Angelus has always been that the company that had the best product. So, um, but yeah, I would say just trial and error. And when I, you know, now my daughter is is into doing shoes, and and she's in that Sharpie mode right now, where she's doing all her shoes and Sharpies and and you know, it, it's, it's cool to be able to, to share that with her. And, um, you know, I just, I never in my life imagined that I would be selling shoes. Um, you know, and like I said, it's just learning the game and going through that different stuff. And, and here I am now to, you know, I've probably got at least over a thousand customs that I've done thus far. And so all right. Well, now before we go, because I mean, what I want to do is I, I want to get your top three of all time. But go ahead and plug that address, your email address. If someone's looking to get some customs done, or if someone's looking to get some uh, some shit restored or whatever, whatever they could shoot you an email or whatever, however they can get a hold of you to get your services, as it were. 
Yeah, so um, I'm just uh, using my uh, my real name, which uh, is Amon, E-A-M-O-N, dot Walsh, my last name, W-A-L-S-H, at yahoo.com. And, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. And I, um, you know, I'm going to be coming out with a video here soon on the top, you know, uh, cleaning um procedures for shoes because i've had multiple people reach out and and pay me pretty good money to clean shoes and i'm like why are people paying me to clean shoes when you can clean them yourself it's not hard so I, i'm a couple got a couple of videos coming out here soon and uh hopefully we can hook up with effing terrible and and put them on their uh their social media we'll yeah see. definitely there are youtube page we can throw them up wherever you want to so now we need to get to the meat and the potatoes I think, and me personally, I mean, if you don't want to, I like going three to one for the for the big reveal. But I would like, as you being my go-to sneaker guy, I need your top three of all time. Top three shoes of all time. Yep. So, okay. So, hmm. you know, I, I probably get asked this question pretty frequently and it and, and sometimes it, it changes i feel like with uh anything else is as you get older you mature and your 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 palate changes your taste changes and but i have to say my number three is a shoe that a lot of people will disagree with me on but to this day is is one of my all-time favorite and that is the the more air, the up tempos. Um, oh. Yes, they uh, were Scotty Pippen's shoes, and uh, I just I can't. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's my childhood or what, but those shoes were again they're iconic. Yep, I remember them. And uh, you know, I have quite a few pairs of them. I just loved the way that they looked. So that's my number three. Um, my number twos is tough for me because I really, really, really love the Yeezy Red Octobers. Um, I feel like they're just, I don't know, the first time I saw them, you know. But I would say that those in the foam posits are my two ties for number two. All right. And obviously, my number one will always be my number one. I don't care what anybody says. They're not the most comfortable shoes. Um, I'll admit that. I will wear them till I have blisters on my feet. But the Jordan 11s are, without a doubt, will always be my number ones. Understandable. Totally agree. Yeah, those are... What, those... How about... Oof. Ah, what are I, your I, top three? You're going to have to help me with the numbers because you're my go-to guy. But obviously the tens are going to be my number three because okay. I love them. That's the one, the ones that I bought. And the number two is going to be my other, the Jordan ones, like the very first set that, I mean, I never owned an original pair. Mine is obviously, you know, the re-releases that I got like a year, six months ago. So, but I just have always loved the classic look of them. And then as far as, you may have already said this because I'm, again, I don't know the, num the, the, the models as well. 
but it's the black with the two hole tongue, and then it's got the floor, the like the fuchsia orange around the air pocket. The sixes. Yeah, those are yeah, my favorite. You're, you're, you're talking about the infrared black. Sixes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Still my. Favorite. I got a pair. I'm. I got a pair of those on right now. Those are still my favorite. Yeah, Don't own them. Badass. Don't own any yet. I'm that, but give it time. The more effing yeah, terrible got, takes off, the more Jordans I'll buy. Yeah, I got a pair. I got a pair of those on right now. Actually, they just came out last Christmas ish time, or was it the Christmas before? I can't remember. But my wife got me a pair, and then I ordered myself a pair before I found out she had got me a pair. So I got one on and one in a box. But I remember a pair. So when I when we were kids, uh, we, you know, I was we were not well off at all, obviously, and. Um, there was a pair of shoes that I was always jealous, uh, like always jealous about you. You, yeah, I remember. I'll never forget this. The first time I saw you wearing the Jordan Sixes Carmines, the uh, the white with the uh, like the maroon reddish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll never forget those. I um, I always wanted them. I finally got them. I think I was in my early twenties when I finally copped a pair, but, um, yeah, those sixes, those are amazing. Those are a good. Those are, yeah, those are iconic to me, but so with our final nine minutes, we will close with what we close every week when we have someone new on big worm. I need your top three most terrible things. What's effing terrible to you? What's effing yes. terrible. There's so many effing terrible things. You know, one thing I find effing terrible to me is uh, for some reason, whenever I am, if I'm, if I got my kids in the car and I'm just cruising to like go to my parents' house or, or whatever, everyone drives like NASCAR drivers. But when I'm running late for work, <laughs> for some reason, everyone drives 10 under the speed limit and, 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 it drives me fucking crazy. It just happened to me yesterday morning. Um, that's that's pretty terrible. I hate that. Um, I would say number two are those people that see you coming but don't hold the door for you, and they, like, just let the door go in your face. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I fucking we, hate that. Yeah, we hate that because I told you my one of mine is the, the one when uh, people are walking across the parking lot and they don't give you that fake yeah. arm swing, like the fast arm swing. They really aren't walking any faster, but they're doing the pretend arm swing to make you feel better, like to at least let them, you know, pretend like they're giving you some sort of acknowledgement. But yeah, no, I hear you. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. But my number one effing terrible thing, and I'll tell you why this is because I just actually had a, a blowout the other day with it um, is Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. So you go there and you order yourself a coffee. Okay. And they put those fucking stoppers in the lid and, oh, yeah, and the i don't even sticks. know yeah i don't know why they even put those things in there because by the time i get to work coffee is all over my car it's all over my uniform like those stoppers do nothing it's like i think they purposely make them that way for the coffee to fly out of this cup um i got coffee all over my dashboard it's all over my center console it's when I'm walking into work, it's dripping down my hand, it's dripping down my arm, and I, I just, 
for though that would be one of my that that would be my number one. I, I, I hate the design of that that cup, that lid, and that stopper. Well, with something like that, you gotta ask yourself a question. I can watch an entire season of friends on my phone, but we can't fucking come up with a way to not spill coffee all over the place. That I mean, come Thank on, you. where are we where are we really spending our money at? You know what I mean? <laughs> like what the fuck are we I, doing around here? Man. Those, what happened the old Duncan lid with the the uh you know the little tab no you needed a jackhammer to get it open right that tab was fucking amazing and now you put these little start you want to be Starbucks so bad that you make these little sticks that you stick in there like Starbucks but it doesn't stop the coffee from coming out it's ridiculous that's unbelievable no I agree with you effing terrible so all right good <laughs> that's a good that's a good three. Uh, everybody, uh, again, uh, if there's something you're looking for, uh, you feel free to message me if you're trying to get a hold of Eamon. He gave you his, his uh, email as well. Um, the Big Worm will be taking care of all your shoe needs. Uh, we're going to be hoping to get him more involved and get more sneaker savvy here at Effing Terrible. Maybe we can start selling some. Uh, I'd love to get into that. I'd love to get into the sneaker business. Um, but that's uh, it's, that's something that I'm just, it's not my wheelhouse just yet. I don't know enough about it. So that's why I'm bringing in the big guns. So well, I got about uh, two. I mean, I don't keep them. I don't, I don't keep them in my house. I got a storage unit that uh, houses my shoes, but I got about over 200 pairs that we can start. Um, you know, if you're interested, you know, we could, we could start selling and uh, oh. trading and, yeah. Business bu- yeah. business being done on the podcast. I like it. Getting I mean, shit I'm done. just saying we you want to we want to get sneaker involved. We get sneaker involved. Oh, I um, like it. So and and let you know let people know. Uh, I'll post some pictures and some videos and uh, with Effing's, uh, you know, um, letting me do it. We'll get yeah, them up there and yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love to get them up there. Just, I mean, even if, like I said, even if we don't ever get a chance to sell them, just to get them out there so people can get more sneakery, sneakily, yeah, sneakily, sneakily. Either way, so that's gonna be where we round up for the evening. Uh, we will have the worm back on some more. We'll do more things. We won't just make him talk just sneaker. We'll let him get uh, we'll let him get out there and get you know get his feet wet into some of the other wonderful things that we've taken off onto into our podcast, like um how much of a jig big fat giant pig lizzo is like we can talk about that but um so again we close with what we always say please head on over to effingterrible.com buy some stuff buy some t-shirts check out our stuff uh shoot us messages on any of our instagram our facebook our tiktok interact let us know if you're looking for something let us know if there's something you think you can contribute uh, as I always say, we are still on the ground level. And if you want to get in, if you think there's something you could bring to the table and you get what we're trying to do here, uh, shoot us a message. Let's meet up. Let's see what you bring to the table. Let's work it out. But uh, again, dude, uh, I appreciate your knowledge. I appreciate your time. I know you just like I do, you got a family and a kids and, and life and getting up early and shit going on. So I'm, I, it means a lot that you'd Take a little time and share your knowledge, and uh, we will have you back again soon. So thanks a lot, man, and thank you guys for listening. Take it easy. Thank you. I appreciate it.